Hello, and now I'd like to uh, introduce a good friend of mine who I haven't met, well, I haven't known him for a very long time, but he definitely has made an impression on my life. <laughs> and that is uh, Brett Drewsbury. Hello, welcome to the podcast. How are you alright? Thanks for having me. Yeah, um, and welcome to season two. I mean, this is the first podcast that um, I've done in this house since I've moved. And you're the first one, so... Get in there. Welcome. Um, and, of course, we've all guests we, we, on the last season. Um, what I'd like to do is I'd like to get them... I'd like to give them a chance to, you know, speak about themselves, their theatre experience, and so the, uh, you know, the Theatre World News Army can get to know my guests because they already know enough about me. So, in your own time, Brett, just uh, tell me about your theatre experience. Okay, yeah, so uh, my journey into musical theatre was quite different from I suppose a lot of other people um, in the respect that when I started musical theatre it was because my football uh, I won't call it a career because it never really took off but uh, you know I trialled with Stoke City and so things were looking quite positive I was playing semi-professionally and in, yeah. in youth teams and things and then that went pear-shaped when I took quite a fairly bad injury you know for my age at the time and you're quite yeah. expendable at that age so uh, there was a school show going on and for a few years my friends kept trying to get me to do the school shows uh, I kept bottling it last minute I actually went to one of the auditions <laughs> I think they were doing uh, We Will Rock You and I turned up to the audition and I walked out before the audition <laughs> because I just I just didn't have the nerves because believe it or not I'm I was very shy and yeah. now 13 years on from doing musical theatre I've so just found yeah. a completely different side to myself a newfound confidence shall we say good. Really good. Um, so that was basically my journey into it and then I've obviously I started off my first ever show was Summer Holiday and I played Don so it was my nice. first audition and I ended up getting the lead through a callback and then it just progressed from there really and I, was, I just caught the bug like everybody else yeah, does yeah. and then I was going through my A levels at the time and uh, I decided I don't want to study media anymore at university. I want to, I want to have, make a go of this because I think there's yeah. there's something there to work with. So uh, I came, became quite obsessed, and I I, I resat sixth form by my own choice to get my A level in in okay. performing arts and drama, so Fair that I play. could go and study it. And that's sort of where it progressed to to now. And you know, I've been very fortunate in the respect that you know there's never enough men on the uh, on the circuit. Never enough uh, so never, I, I've never. I've been very lucky with some of the roles that I've played, and you know, long may that continue. Oh, <laughs> I know, and we we're lucky really that we're both at that kind of age where we've got we've got a few years left. We're kind of on the cusp of still playing, still being able to get away of playing younger roles. Yeah, but then. We're, we're kind of on the verge. We, we can still play older roles if we, you know, like um, it, we're, we're in that niche um, yeah. element of our, our lives at the moment, which is quite nice. Yeah, there's like there's a boundary where you're in the middle and you can play both sides because you can age up and you can age down. I mean, obviously, there's a, a certain point where you can get away with that. Yeah. You know, being in that age bracket at the moment. There's loads of great parts that are like available to us because you're not really shunned away mm. from these roles because they're not particular to anything. Yeah, yeah, that's um, true. That's true. And like, obviously, as you say, that's only a short window, so you've got to make the most of it while it's there, and then mm. and then you have to go for like more mature roles. And, oh. <laughs> and that's when it all goes downhill. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
start playing, you know, like policeman number one, and... <laughs> villager number four. Can you just, can you just walk from stage left to stage right? You don't say anything. Just, just no, walk. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we've still got a bit of time before that happens. I'd like um, to think so. That, <laughs> yeah, but great. Um, yeah, thanks for just giving us a brief um, trip down memory lane, um, and. Obviously, we're we're a bit set up now. We've got our room. We've got our like our notes and stuff yes. that we've and our questions that we've written down. And um, yeah, you ready? You ready to get started? Absolutely. Yeah. Let's awesome. Go so the first question that we discussed um, to do with characters. Oh yeah. So it's going to be different elements of characters, different kind of questions surrounding characters, and we we're going to uh, the first question that we came along was the characters that we have enjoyed personally playing the most so i will let you go first brett if you'd like okay yeah. should we just do one for one yeah you go okay so yeah. okay so i mean straight off the bat <clears throat> the last role that i played charlie price kinky yeah. boots um, now that's a new obviously fairly new show to the amateur circuit um and I was very fortunate to be given the role of Charlie Price, and it's it's a stunning role. I mean, obviously, when we did the show, we actually had the real life Charlie Price as well, I know, amazing. who came to watch, yeah. as you know. So that was incredible. So playing it in front of him was a very pressured situation. It's oh, the most. God, ner- I mean, I generally now don't get nervous when we do shows because you, you become so used to doing audition after audition and show after show. You get quite numb to the sensation of nerves. You might have a bit of the pre-show jitters, but. Yeah. I was I was especially nervous for this being the first one of the first big productions back after COVID as well. Yeah, I would, um, I would have been absolutely myself. Yeah, oh, <laughs> <laughs> like, there's so many layers to that character. It, it, honestly, anybody who gets a chance to play it, it's just such a stunning role. Uh, there's so much you can play with, so many different elements, and it was just it's brilliant, yeah. especially the finale. Oh my god, you don't get any sort of. It's a, it's a buzz, and I I went to see, and um, everyone done a brilliant job. It was a brilliant production. Are you done? Shall I go to? My... Yeah, yeah, I go with yours, but I'll just say that that was right off the bat. That's one it's a of great the best. Part. It's I've a ever great played. show. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, it's a great show. Well, I mean, my my listeners know the kind. I've already kind of discussed roughly like who, who I've enjoyed playing, um, and. I will add in a new one and say um, I played a character named um, Derek that was from a film and he was a man of little words. He didn't really have any lines. It was more, he was just weird and he was completely like outrageous and his character um, was almost like, um, almost like a Sheldon from um, The Big Bang Theory yeah. but without words and he'd take it to the extent to kill people because he was just, he'd, he'd get he'd get wound up that much that he would end up killing people and it was kind of like going on a trip of a, a path that obviously I would never do yeah. and it was nice to play something that was completely out there and different to myself yeah, yeah. like a character that doesn't speak I mean all I do is speak so yeah I, do you know what though sometimes you know less is more and I think especially when it's on screen some of the stuff that we've seen I mean there was a, a short film that won an Oscar yeah and uh I can't remember the, the fella's surname, his first name is Chris. He he wrote that and directed it, I believe. But that won an Oscar for a short film and he's okay. only from Heath Hayes. Yeah. You know what I mean? He's, he's a that local he's a local yeah. fella. And that was all about sign language, so the whole thing, there was barely barely oh, okay. any sort of dialogue in the, the thing. So it does work. Like, yeah, I mean, it's, you, good. It, it, it's good to just play a different element to yourself that you don't really touch on. Yeah. Um, 
So what, what's your next one that you enjoy? Okay, so I'll go for something a bit different this time. Um, so, uh, play. I played uh, Stanley Kowalski in A Streetcar Named Desire. Okay, yeah. Now that was that was magic. That again, like you've just said, it was something completely different to anything that I've I've done before. Because he's, I mean, he's not a nice character. He's got the 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 nice side to his character when he's with his friends, but then the whole thing with his wife and the the, the sister-in-law. Yeah. He's always oh, it it can be really dark. Um, but again, like honestly, there's nothing. We played that. We we did that at the Grange. That play. We performed that at the Grange, and it's a very intimate setting. And you can hear people talking when they're whispered. You know, you've got the old, yeah. you've got the old ladies that are just whispering to each other. And, the pack, uh, the pack because, of the crisps, like yeah. <laughs> Well, that's, the thing is, it's like it's a hundred, probably a hundred seat theatre, but it's really compact with a nice little stage space. Uh, so you could feel the audience energy whenever my character had to do something that was very untowards towards oh, the character. Okay. You know, yeah. if you had to do something that was quite, you just sit back and go, wow, wow. yeah. You know, it was that kind of uh, sensation in that in that audience. You could feel it coming back from them when you're performing. It's Stanley, oh my word! Like a lot of people play him where he's very shouty. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, you know when he's been played, he's been played. Obviously, th- from the movie and everything, and I did it slightly differently where I played the pauses more. So it was more sinister. There was a lot more. It, yeah, like I say, it was more sinister because I played the pauses and I made it rather than very shouty and explode. I'd just do the occasional explosion verbally, where it would be like, "Oh, Jesus!" It kind of wakes, yeah, wakes, wakes the audience up yeah, again. Yeah. Like, so he's got that side to him, but he does a lot of it that I was playing it, so it was a bit more, it's a bit more subtle, but d- you d- could tell. D- yeah, and um, I think the kind of the dynamics, like having having different levels yeah, of dynamics, oh, it helps massively. I think with, with a character. Definitely like that. that that I think when I was just saying to you about the film, less is more. Sometimes if you play a role like that, I think so. There's a particular scene uh, where the, where they're at the table having this dinner, and he there's just this really bad relationship between him and Blanche, who's the sister-in-law. Mm. And I don't know if you know Streetcar Named Desire by Tennessee. I, d- I don't not too well know. No. Um, well. That particular scene, a lot of people are very shouty and they're slamming, the smashing table, uh, smashing their plates off the walls and things like oh, that. Okay. Whereas I just slowly emptied the food onto the floor <laughs> and then just yeah. chucked, the ta- chucked it back on the table. So it's very different to what everybody else would do. They just make it very aggressive. I, my, I, mine was more yeah. subtle, but it, from the feedback, a lot of people say it comes across more menacing. Comes across more menacing. Yeah. So it was. It was good. Like I say, it was great fun. Absolutely. If you get the chance to play that part as well, just oh, well, yeah, definitely. I mean, oh, it's amazing. It's, and I guess the running theme is when we've characters that we enjoy playing. The the characters that sometimes it, it's too extreme, isn't it? It can yeah. be a character that is very similar to yourself, so you you connect with the character, yeah. or it's a character that's so far from who you are that you enjoy actually oh, yeah, playing yeah. someone else for once I think as well um, it's it's one of those moments where it depends what you're feeling at the time so when you're coming up to an audition you might think well I'll go for something different but then sometimes you just want to play something that's really corny or really cheesy yeah so, yeah it's true yeah. You, know, you want to play something that's really out there and so like Kyle in Legally Blonde that, <laughs> that was it was funny you it played was ridiculous. that part well. yeah, it was ridiculous it's just, it's just, it's just a ridiculous just part but it's just there to make people laugh isn't it it's just <laughs> Oh, I know. Poor music and (laughs) (laughs) bump, bump, bump. But then, I mean, you you can't take away the fact that, um, like, 
even though it was one of those like kind of smaller parts, people just loved seeing seeing you walk on. It's one of those, isn't it? You just yeah. stole it. Like you stole scenes, didn't you? Like he is a scene stealer. It's, it's written for like... that purpose, I think, because you yeah. get a lot of heavy moments in in shows and certain characters have written to just come in and break the tension or be that light relief and that's what mm. he was. It was yeah. just a very good introduction to like the end of Act One, Act Two, sort of. Yeah, and it was and it and it was done well. It was yeah. done well. So, um, what about you then? What about your next your next character? Everyone knows um I love Collins and um yeah, I got the chance to play Collins. Um I won't really speak much about it because I, I have already Collins um for me is one of my favourite parts to play because I've got a bit of history with him. Um, I've, I've known Alf Rent for a long time, and um, Collins, there's, there's been times where I've missed out on playing him. There's been times where I've played him before, and yeah. we've got a love-hate relationship. So, yeah, that Collins, um, I'll just jump ahead and jump to the next one. Um, I played a character called Per Chicken Fiddler on the Roof. I think for me it was more because it was my, f- my first musical that kind of everything was new. Yeah. and playing Perchick, he was a student who um, wanted to fight against the um, you know the Russian mob that were trying to you know kick, kick them kick them out of um, um, oh I can't think of the place in Ukraine um, oh I can't think I of the moment I actually don't know all that well so I don't know the place yeah and I mean it, it, it's bad what's going on at the moment with, with the war in, yeah. with, um, in Ukraine Terrible. but um that Fiddle on the Roof is very close to that and Perchick played a student and I was a student at the time so it was I had to kind of try and um, be this kind of rebel that was fighting against th- th- this pair and um, it was the first time that I, that I had to sink my teeth into a character that was part of a musical yeah. so I was used to doing plays and 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 you know and doing films and stuff but a musical it was the first one that I had to kind of show a bit of depth with a character in yeah and it, it, it was fun it was um it was a sad show though but it was a, a great part kind of. when it's your first one as well it always has that extra emotional kind um, of yeah it's, it's special isn't it it's it a is. special sensation it really when is when you catch the bug that's that's the one yeah the one, it was yeah. yeah and so if you, do you have any more or oh yeah i mean i've i mean i've got a few that i can quickly talk about i mean yeah it's real enough, yeah like so yeah. like mickey mickey johnson uh in uh, in Blood Brothers, yeah. like I was, I mean, you can't really do it, but because it's part of my A level, obviously we could have the rights to do the show. Mm-hmm. What a part! I mean, yeah, that's one character where I can truly say that I was completely lost in it. I just, I just got, just I got, got so connected. Yeah. yeah, it completely sapped every bit of energy out of me. I just, I became so involved in the character that for that two hours I was just there was nothing more I mean obviously you can play a part sometimes where you're just you're playing a part yeah, you're I mean, you just space. Kind of, yeah. You just, it's just a yeah it's a time filler but like Mickey was just I was I was Mickey I just became that I truly felt like I I am Mickey like yeah. it was it was such a bizarre sensation but really it's a weird it's a weird one to even like try and even explain i can't really explain it it's just there was a connection there and and it was amazing it was one of the best uh experiences i've had on stage yeah. um 
Robbie Hart, wedding singer. That's Great fun. fun, fun again. That's fun a complete part. flip side to Mickey. It's just, it's hilarious. It's just fun it's part, just fun show. Fun. Great, great show because what I find as well, it's one of those shows, and I, I may have mentioned this before. I apologise if I have, but it's like it's one of those shows that's low budget. You can and it, amateur scientists can do it well, but it, it, it's low budget, it's low costume, but it's like. It's a great fun story that anyone can can enjoy. Absolutely, like, it's got something ages. for everyone. It's a show that's got something for everyone, yeah. isn't it? Because it's yeah. that eighties. It's hilarious as well. Oh. Dressing up in the eighties and yeah, like the songs and stuff. And I mean, yeah, Robbie Hart, brilliant. He, he's <laughs> it was funny. Fun. Yeah, uh, Arthur Kipps, Half Sixpence, another one. Like that yeah. was just pure tomfoolery. Yeah. It, the whole thing was slapstick. It was, I mean, I'll, literally the week after the show because when we did it, opening night was my twenty. When did we do it? 2017, I think. So, how many? Five years ago. I was 20. It was my yeah, 20, no, it was yeah. my 26th birthday. So it was going. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. So it was my 26th birthday, and oh my god, <laughs> how much fun! But the, when we'd finished, I had bruises all up my arms where I kept prat falling from. With, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. But again, what a part! Yeah. As for a classic role, I mean, some of them haven't aged well, but that is a show. Obviously, Kips has come out now as a new version of. Of, yeah, of yeah. the show so it was relevant when we yeah, did it so yeah. it was it, again great fun and the films I've done I've done films myself so like Kieran Flank was a part that I'd um, I'd written in a film that I co-wrote called Sustain oh yeah uh, that's a true gritty crime drama uh, that was it was very it was in a very intense filming uh, experience that. yeah yeah amazing it, it, I think filming is it, it could go one or two ways because some people have both positive and negative ex- like experiences with film. Oh, yeah, yeah. You can you can do a film where you are sitting around for hours and you're not being used. But then there's there's times where you could not work all day, but that hour, that two hours that you do, just makes yeah. up for everything. I, I think as well in that particular industry, um, with particularly with independent film, which ours are um, because we didn't have the budget. When we co-wrote that, when me and my friend Dave. Uh, co-wrote that mm. uh, he the whole thing was shot in 16 days we shot a, a, a two hour film in 16 days that's crazy it was done on weekends so that's how so we basically had to utilise the time in the, in the best way possible and we basically uh, it was so full on <laughs> but I wouldn't change it it was so intense but it was some of the most fun I've had considering the the themes of the, yeah. the film are yeah. quite dark it was the most fun I've had. Oh, it was really? amazing. I, mean, I did a Hammer horror film with the same set of folks. Uh, well, it was it was an anthology horror film, which was which was based on old Hammer horror, Amicus, that kind of old fashioned style yeah, horror. Yeah. And and I basically played like the old sort of um, Van Helsing type character. Yeah, yeah. Not actually Van Helsing, but you know, like uh, the dra- the old fashioned Dracula yeah. films with them, Christopher Lee. Mm. Uh, I I was basically that type of character in the film, so it was, it, <laughs> nice. was, it was nice to do something completely different. Yeah, I've never of course. Done it before, you know what I mean? That, I think that's what we like to do as actors: just try and push our boundaries and be different, and just uh, broaden our horizons of what what we yeah. can do. Uh, that's what we like to do. Well, that's how you find time. out your limitations, isn't it? What you can do and can't do as an actor. Yeah, brilliant, and, and and that's what it's all about. Um, so we'll move on to the next one. Yeah. So. What makes a good character? Well, like, um, and we'll start with the protagonist. So, what makes a good protagonist? 
Well, I've got a similar answer for sort of both, really, for me. Yeah. I, I just think, when I'm looking at a character, I want something that's complex, something that's got layers. I don't like... Mm. I mean, it, they're quite fun to play every now and again, but you don't want to play too many two, 2D characters, two characters. Because then that, become, that the, becomes your craft. Exactly. You don't want to be pigeonholed in certain roles. You want to keep changing it up. Uh, so for me, something that has layers... I'll always yeah. go for a character. What's going to push me? What's going to push my boundaries? What's going to make me think, okay, I need to work on this? Or yeah, that's fair, where yeah. can I? So, like, that's how I know it's a good, like, a well written character, a good character, because it's going to push me. And that's what I want to do to improve. You want to be doing things that are uh, just black and white. Just, on a just, page, to, just, to throw, just to throw one out there, like, have you have you played a protagonist type of character that you felt you became a better person for it, for playing that part? Because mm. we haven't we we haven't spoke about this off. No, off we mark. haven't. But it would be interesting to bring that up as you've just said that a character that you played and you feel that because you've now played that part, you've become a better person in your personal life. That's difficult to say. That really. Um, I mean. If you can call him a protagonist, <laughs> but like when I played Mickey, really, uh, not so much that it made me a better person, but it just helps you understand understand situations a bit yeah. more, you know. And 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 being a you know an aspiring actor, you want you want to do things that are going to to improve you there. So if you're talking about improvement or as, mm. a, as a person. To a degree, playing parts like that have helped me improve as an actor. Yeah, Im like, turn... yeah improve your craft and, yeah. and see so you become more So just sharpen your tools, yeah. yeah. So I'd I say if playing a role, I'd say Mickey from Blood Brothers, something like that, that has really oh, made nice. me... better person. It's difficult to say if it's made, anything's made me, a, a, I'd say, a better person. Oh, yeah, so, okay, so if, it's, if I was to slightly rephrase that to say, okay. like, um, not made you a better person, but kind of shown you a different perspective on life, okay. or giving you a different outlook, changed your outlook on life, playing a certain part. Yeah, yeah I mean, things like, I suppose, Charlie Price and Mickey, parts like that where you get into a character's mentality and their living situation things where they're in a pressure situation they're going to make a decision something that could really change their next chapter of their life yeah uh, those characters that i just mentioned they do that kieran flank uh who i played in my film sustain that was written with well, well when we were writing the whole thing it was i didn't write it with me particularly in mind um but it was sort of an agreement that if we were going to write it together i was then therefore playing that character yeah, because I knew yeah. what it needed best. I think and I think doing something that, yeah. like that, that particular character, Kieran, because, you know, I can't really say in case, any, not that people are going to watch it, but, mm. um, you know, the whole story about him losing his brother and I think that completely changes the, the whole dynamic of your family and, and, and how you move forward. And I suppose playing something like that makes you, it makes you at least question your life and yeah think, yeah no know? so in terms of improvement it makes you at least it gives you questions to answer yourself. yeah that, yeah what about well, you what do you think um very sim very similar to what you um you said i think um it it's good to have a for, for a good um protagonist or antagonist is someone who i think you can almost understand 
Like, yeah. so for me, for an antagonist, um, I really love a good villain if they say certain things and it makes you think, actually, you might have a bit of a point here. But you you know that he's in the wrong for what he's doing. Yeah. But you can almost sympathise with why he's, he's, he's um, acting the way he's acting. You can understand his journey and why he suddenly turned. Like, Sweeney Todd, what he'd done was horrendous. But what you he went through... because he because his hand was forced, <laughs> yeah? What he went through, you think, mm, I mean, back in those days, if you can get away with chopping a few few heads and, and sticking them in pies, you, you would do it. His problem was that he, even at the moment where he got his revenge, he wasn't happy. No. And he, he, I think, I do, I think a good, to make a good protagonist a good character... Like you said, they can't they can't be two dimensional. No, they have to be someone that that you can sit there and and sympathise with and, yeah. and empathise with as well. It's one of them as well, I suppose. It's which side of the fence you sit on because Sweeney could be seen as a protagonist and an antagonist. Mm. He's almost like an anti-hero if yeah. you call him yeah. that, you know. And, yeah. and yeah, what a part! Like he's separated from his family, he's, he's cast out from London, so he has all his reasons. I think anybody when they're forced away from their family and. Okay, you can't get away with just cutting throats and sticking them in heads and pies. It's and, when, but, it, yeah, you'd say it was when he started slitting the throats of anyone. Yeah, he he'd, lost, make, he'd lost. He'd lost the reason of why he came back. Yeah. And he was slitting the throats of innocent people. Well, it, there was the one scene where he, he, a, a guy turns up with his daughter and he, le- he, he leaves yeah. him. So there was that element of humanity yeah. in him. Um, but that but, was his travelling companion, Anthony, at the time, wasn't it? So yeah, but the, the the in the um, there's a montage scene where he's singing. Um, it's the I'm um, terrible. It's, it's the. Joanna. It's it, it's a Joanna Quartet, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, Joanna Quartet. It's during that scene where he's 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 killing all these people, but there's one guy that comes in with his daughter, and he he's he kind of looks to like. Yeah. Oh, I can't kill him, so I'll, I'll I'll let him go. Yeah. And 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 there's that there is that element of he he he's got layers, and you understood why he was why he was so angry and wanted revenge, yeah. but then he just he he lost it when he started killing innocent people. Yeah. So. Yeah, definitely. He, but but it still makes a great character, doesn't yeah. it? By the way, I don't know if I got that song right. I don't think that's what it's called. But I, I know I know the point of the show that you're on about. Yeah, it, well, it's it just basically showing no. He's showing he's, no like emotion in what he's, he's doing. Just, he's, just, he's just doing oh, it. Yeah. He's just going through the but movements. But a part of that he? is, it, yeah, it's almost like he's doing that to sort of help push along Mrs. Lovett's business because he grows this relationship with her. With her. Yeah. Until a certain point that Until he, he realises he's killed, yeah. Yeah, killed his... Yeah. She's basically poisoned him in, in a way I mean, as well. guys, if you haven't seen Sweeney Todd, by all means... We've completely destroyed it for you. Um. <laughs> well, to be honest, if you haven't Go watched it by it. now, when are you going to watch it, so... I mean, yeah, I mean, like, if you if you haven't watched slow, it already, you, like, you've just basically been in the ditch all your life. Yeah, um, watch it, it's great. So, so, yeah, we'll move on, um, swiftly on. The least favourite character... Um, yeah, go for yeah, it. Yeah, so when we spoke about this, it was it was really difficult because I don't think that there's been um, a particular role that I've I've absolutely hated. Because then why you would I? Why, yeah, like, why would I? Yeah, so or just a role. Um, okay, um, I think the, the, in terms of the ones that I've done that I've 
probably had least enjoyment out. Not not even least enjoyment. The ones that I, I say there's not a lot to the character. Or a role that a role that you um, originally thought that you wanted to play, but once you got it, realised it wasn't really fulfilling. Okay, oh, that's different because I think the part originally I think uh, originally uh, when we were doing Sister Act, um, I didn't know it obviously at the time. I only knew the film, mm. so um, I went for. Two of the goons. I went for Pablo. Yeah. Uh, and and Joey Bones. Um, but then I was cast as TJ. Yeah. But I did actually have a lot of enjoyment out of that character. That was that was awesome. It's uh, funny, yeah. It's funny you saying that because TJ out of the goons is my favourite character. Yeah. So it, it, I mean we all have our own different characters that we kind of gravitate to. But I'm glad you did enjoy TJ because I think was, he's a phenomenal. It was ace. Yeah. yeah. It was he's fantastic. Um. <laughs> to be honest, I'm, I'm glad that I did get it in the end because it, it was just great fun. Uh, but in terms of characters that probably least enjoyed, um, we did 9 to 5 and I played Joe, uh, who ends up marrying the character of Violet. It, it's just one of those characters that is, is, is sort of there to sort of fill scenes almost. Okay, so he's in like yeah. four or five scenes, but he doesn't really ever say too much. He's got a lovely song, in fairness. It's a nice song, Let Love Grow, yeah. um, that he sings with Violet. But it's it's almost like his character's there to just give like a, a little side story that's just to take the mm. distraction away from everything that's going on, almost. Not much substance. The, yeah, they, they didn't put it this way. It wasn't a very challenging part, I don't think, to really learn or, the, yeah. the, you know. Um, I'd say there was a character I played, I think, if I remember correctly, his name was Andrew, I think, in a play called Cheshire Cats, which is a lovely play. Yeah. Uh, don't get me wrong. It, it's actually, it, it, it talks about the moonlight, the moonlight walk in London. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, to raise yeah. awareness for breast cancer. That's cool. Really cool. And it was a really good play in that respect, but there was just not a lot to it. In terms, of, the only thing that I had to do really that was quite fun. He actually ends up dressing up to take part in the walk because it's women that do this walk. But one of them drop out with an injury, and he ends up. Yeah, getting dolled oh, up as a woman yeah. and he has to walk dressed oh, as a fun. woman so be, it's fun I was, it's I would fun have loved in to that see respect that. <laughs> I would have loved to come and see I've that I've got some pictures I'll find them <laughs> out <laughs> so it's quite fun in that respect but in terms of there's just not there wasn't like a lot to it it was just uh, it, I mean my other half Louise she was playing I think her name was Vicky the character and I was playing her toy boy nice so you know like in real life like in real life yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> giggity giggity <laughs> And uh, the one that I will say that I probably had least enjoyment out, and this isn't a slight at the character itself because it's a, it's a novel, it's a well-known classic novel, and uh, it's it's well loved as a franchise. Um, but *Lion the Witch in the Wardrobe* I played Peter Pavensi. Yeah. And and yeah. purely because I just don't think that the as a music it doesn't work as a musical. Uh, it's actually coming back. You... It's coming back. Are they going to uh, re- in London? It's going. I wow. don't know. I think they think it's going to the Dominion Theatre or something like that. Yeah. But it it's not, it's not a fantastic show. I think the music just doesn't. I mean, Louise didn't mind it because it's a bit jazzy, and I like jazz. But I just thought the music and the lyrics okay. were quite poor. Um, and I think for me that those are the sort of three that I've lit. What about you? Well, are there um, any characters that you thought? It's, it's really funny. Enjoyed? with this one because. Um, I mean, I put down Angel in Rent, and I love Rent okay, as a yeah. musical, yeah, yeah. but um, I think with me, it's not because of the character Angel. For me, it's more the fact that at the time, mentally, I was ready to play Collins. 
was slightly older, I was a few yeah. years older, and I wanted to get, I wanted to play Collins, and in the end, I landed Angel. And uh, I remember at the time thinking, oh God, like now I have to mentally shift um, being from Collins to Angel. Because you've set your sights on something, haven't you? Yeah. So your focus goes towards that. And I, and at first I was a bit like, I don't think I can do this. Um, I, I wasn't sure if I could be, give that energy, that raw energy that Angel has. And I found, even though in the end the show went well, people were very receptive of it, they mm. they enjoyed my rendition of Angel, I still felt like it wasn't something that I fulfilled, I was fulfilled with. Yeah. Because there was always that, there was always that um, voice in the back of my head saying, but you didn't quite get the part you went for. So did you, did you play, was it Angel before you played Collins? Because I know you played Collins a couple of times. I played, I played Collins um, first. Okay. Yeah. And then, um, then I went for Collins again. A oh, few so you years wanted later, to almost like revisit Angel. the character because you were a bit older, so you older. thought you'd have a better understanding of. Yeah, the first time I played yeah. Collins, I don't think I gave it as much justice as okay. I did most recently. Yeah, I so, understand that. Yeah, so um, I went for it again. Obviously, got Angel, and um, it, the show was still great, um, but it was still not fulfilled. So I would. Yeah. That's why I've put Angel down. Um, the next one I'd say was um, the Cortina Money Made in Dagenham, um, only <laughs> because part. yeah, um, it's a great it's a great little part, um, but I found it cringe. I had to be really cringy and quite slimy, and and you can really enjoy it, um, but I guess it, it might be linked with the fact that um, it was kind of my first role with certain um, society, and. Um, I did oh, in the back of my head. I was thinking they're gonna see me as the sleazy guy, <laughs> like because <laughs> it's like it's, yeah, oh, don't talk it. to him, love. <laughs> yeah, um, and but I mean the song, the, the the song's corny. The words are terrible. Oh, they are the, the lyrics in that. <laughs> I mean, sorry, Richard Bean. I mean, like you're a great writer. It um, comes in white and creamer. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, it was it was it was just it was just a bit cringy. Um, and then I'll, I'll, I'll end with the um, I played um, a lead henchman in a play called Crossroads. Yeah. And um, as much as I enjoyed the kind of like gangster, he was he kind of like imagine um, Lockstock type yeah, type yeah. Um, gangster type role that I played, and uh, which was um, which I enjoyed. But there was one element of the show where he gets pushed. He gets pushed into. He gets pushed in front of a moving car and for the remainder of the show he has to play like a um a paraplegic kind of like yeah, um, yeah. vegetable type character and um i and i felt i felt really awkward because obviously i was still fairly fresh in the kind of acting scene and i didn't want to come across as i was taking the piss yeah if you get what yeah. i mean because someone in the audience might have you know a disabled child or, or of anything course. and i didn't want and I, in, in even though i still gave it a hundred percent I, I didn't want people to watch and be like, oh, he's taking a piss. Yeah, you didn't want it to come across as a caricature of something that's quite ser- that's serious. That's very serious. Yeah, yeah. And that's why, I, that's why I put that down, because even though, like, you, you're as an actor, you go and do your job, you do what you got to do. Me, personally, I felt I felt so bad. Do you think it, doing, it's because it made you feel uncomfortable? Is that, is that, do you think, think it was just an uncomfortability? It was, yeah. it was a com- uncomfortability, I think, yeah. that made it, uh, made me not enjoy it as much. Yeah. Um, I but... can understand that, but this is why we do this because you need to know your boundaries, don't you? You need to know what your 
what your limitations are. Exactly, yeah. What makes you feel... It was a learning curve. Yeah. And I mean, I've played other uncomfortable roles since then. Um, So, yeah, but I I think I remember it the most because it was the first time I had to do that. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, it was, yeah. So I think that, that and and that's mine. So I, I think I think going back slightly though, when you mentioned you like Cortina Man and stuff as well, I've got to say, what a show! It's a oh, shout out, what a show! And and, and the, um, what it's about, uh, the the story. Oh, it's so re- yeah, it was relevant, relevant, man. and and it, it it was real. It really happened. It did, yeah. And it it, it it's an amazing story. I mean. For someone to kind of, and, and I said this to you off off the podcast, for someone to take a story that really happened, to take characters that existed and make music and make yeah. a script can be quite difficult because you, you have to try and make a real existing person um, exist in a kind of very abstract, why? Why? Yeah, you've, you've got to make it believable. Because no it, one sings and dances. You have to believe your... that. Oh my God, this was a person. This is their life story. This is what happened. And, and even like, you, even the music and the lyrics, everything has to be uh, genuine. To, yeah, yeah, it's got to come across as genuine and not a, not a piss take. Like uh, when I played Eddie, because I've, again I'd played Eddie in, in Made in Dagenham, and you know he's got the song "The Letter," which yeah, yeah. is basically breaking down, and you know that. Performing that for the first time in front of the cast, you just feel so vulnerable. Yeah, and you're trying of to you tr- you want it to come across as genuine and believable that you're feeling this pain that this character, straight real person's feeling. You know. Yeah, I mean, I mean if it, like just throw some, throwing something else at you, like um, you've played you've played two parts that are based that were based on real people. You yeah. played Charlie Price and you've played Eddie, but actually, you you learnt that Charlie Price. The character is slightly different to the real, oh, the real yeah. Charlie Price. Yeah, so when we it? met Steve Pateman, who's the real life Charlie Price, he um, he said he he actually found Charlie because he didn't have any creative license when it came to the writing of the shame. show. That is such is, a shame. Which is, which is horrible, really. It's about, about his life. Yeah. Yeah. Shame on you. Shame yeah. on you, Broadway. Um, Cindy Lauper, tut tut. Mm-hmm. Harvey Firestone, tut tut. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Fiestine, however you say so name. And uh, like yeah, Fiestine, I think. Yeah, yeah. It's just like he said he found him a bit of a pillock. Yeah, yeah. Like, when he came for this, like we had like a Q and A session with him, and he came and he's like a bit of a pillock. I was like, okay, I'll show myself to the door then, shall I? I'll just, I'll just go on my yeah. way. But again, he was very complimentary. He said like he'd never seen anybody portray Charlie in the way that I portrayed it, which you know that's got to be a compliment considering he's seen the God he's, knows how many productions. God knows how many. Yeah, he's seen loads. Um, yeah. And it's so you know it's yeah it's 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 a weird one really you've got to make it believable but like obviously yeah. that's almost it's a real person but it's based on a real person more than actually being yeah. a real person so, so it's added pressure added, it, yeah, it, yeah. it is it's added pressure yeah definitely um, but now it's great I just thought I'd bring that up um, if we move on to so the next one yeah it's an interesting one so characters that we feel are poorly written <laughs> you know? now I know. <laughs> This is going to be controversial, controversial because we're going to say we're going to say things that we might not agree with. But definitely, um, again, I'll let you start. Okay, so you know my feelings. I love you, Jonathan. But uh, yeah. here we go. go so uh, I'm really not a fan of Rent. I just I think Tick Tick Boom's a million times better in terms of his work. I think uh, Tick Tick Boom's a great. It's, it's a great. It's a great show. The yeah. characters are more. They're just better written, I think, uh, and. Uh, well, the one thing I will say is I think that Collins is probably the, the best written character in, in the show. 
in fairness. And I think you yeah. did a very good production, which uh, we went to watch you back in May. Yeah. Um, and it was a very, very good production. Thank and you. that is a massive compliment for somebody that really doesn't like the show. Uh, I mean, I, I mean, obviously, like, um, I, I, I disagree, but carry on. I know you disagree. Yeah, that's, <laughs> which is totally fine. Which is, that's fine, that's fine. Yeah, I mean, on. yeah, yeah, you can have your opinion, but you're wrong. Of course. And, uh, <laughs> no, no. <laughs> yeah. No, no, I just think, I don't know, it would help if you know what's actually going on in rent half the time. I think that there's oh, some so, things yeah. that the way that actually. they're... I know that, but I think it partly comes to the show not being so well written. You know because what? Well, I well, think I'll, that doesn't help a character. Well, well what I will say, um, obviously, obviously not. Just, just to um, defend um, Jonathan Larson a little bit, he yeah. he didn't get to see. It. So no, he didn't. So, so to kind of came to argue that a little bit. I actually think that if he came to see, he probably would have fine adjusted it a bit. Yeah, because he died before the previews. Yeah. So, so if he'd have seen it, it might have done. He might have changed. Yeah, he yeah, might have so, changed some of. And the... he's very talented. Don't get me wrong. I'm not like yeah. I'm not I'm not slagging the man off at all. No way. Um, but you, he's but you're, good, you're, but... you're right. He, 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 there are elements that you think, eh? Like... Yeah, there's just certain characters that I just think like there's so much more that you could do with those type of characters to really embellish the story that would make it just stand out from the page a bit more do you know what i mean like yeah uh, and there's other characters like that and as well. i mean I, and I'm, I'm i'm sorry all you rent heads that love it um but maybe maybe a lot of the people um that do love rent they love it because jonathan larson died yeah. and that he didn't have the chance to fine-tune it exactly it um, was raw it, it was raw and and it was the first type of musical of its kind when it came out i think it was very different to anything and i think that's why it stood out yeah, and that's why it's it sort of gone on for so long in terms of like it's people become a cult, doing it it's, it's like become a, a cult, cult. yeah it's a cult yeah, it has its, its own following, following yeah. yeah definitely yeah. definitely um is the uh, i i would go ahead and say while we're on the controversial ones i'll throw another one in there we spoke about it before the podcast and i said marius from yeah. lame is and i know a is lot it... of people are going to say brett what? What, what are you talking about that's but i'll let you i'll let you defend yourself well, yeah i don't think that he's essential for the storyline to progress He's just one of the, he's just one of the revolution, isn't he? He's yeah. just one of he's one of the guys, one of the goons. So yeah, so like when we spoke about it off off the podcast, we spoke about could the story progress without having a Marius in it? Absolutely, yes, it could. We even said about Fontaine, didn't we? We How did, yeah. She didn't need to die. She no. could have been taken to prison, and the whole Cosette be- being up brought up was because it was Jean Valjean's redemption for, was, yeah. for the way that he didn't take care of her when she was thrown out of a job and became in the downward spiral of her life. I think they they wasted an opportunity because they, I think when they wrote it, they just wanted um, Fontaine to be um, a martyr. They wanted her to die, yeah. to die as a martyr. But you didn't need to do that. There were so many other people, characters dying in that, in that show. Literally every, yeah. literally everyone dies. Yeah. So, why can't you have a, a shining light and let her live and yeah. be with um, and, and, Eponine? It's and like... Yeah, that's the thing as well. That for me, like it feels like that they've just chucked Marius with Cosette to hurt Eponine's character. But there's no real need for the progression. Mm. The, the, the story could have... It could have progressed without Marius, is all I'm saying. You know, no, it could no, have still no, been a character, I... don't get me wrong, but... I'd, do I feel like he was a well-written character? There's probably a lot more they could have done with Marius. Yeah, it, in fairness, there's yeah. a lot more that they could have done. Yeah, I will actually agree um, with you um, because I mean, 
Um, I I love Lamey's, but it's not oh, it's, it's not my favorite. It, it's, it's, it's not my favorite musical. No. but it, 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 but I will it's, I will agree. There is there's there, 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 there's a it. reason that it's lasted so long. It's got some of the best musical uh, yeah. songs oh, ever yeah, written. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. this is not a slight to the show. I love the show. I just think bring that, him home, mate. Oh my word! Like one day more. Yeah, best song probably ever written in musical theatre history. It's it, just, a lot of people might disagree, but it's up the there. general population up, would probably say. There. Absolutely I mean, up there. The past six concerts I've seen, that song's been in it. We so. did it in, in the 50th anniversary. <laughs> we ended it, and it's. It, is there any better way to end a show oh, than with something that's so powerful? I know. There's not many um, ways, yeah. I, I just think that, that that's my just. It's a little picky point. I just think. Does it? Does the story progress yeah. with Marius? Yes, I, it could. I, I, I mean, like, um, if I was to throw throw one in there, it's another controversial one that you might not agree with, but um, I actually put um, Tony. From West Side Story. See, what? What? <laughs> what now? What? What now? Um, He's Romeo. <laughs> it's it's the Romeo Juliet story. So how, how does it, that work? Yeah, but then also Romeo's a little bit wet as well. He's wet, yeah, but there's no, it's still so, needed so let, for the story to actually exist, isn't it? Of course. So before you um you know throw your glass at me, <laughs> um I because by the way um Brett absolutely loves Tony, um. I just think that actually, what I'll do is to to redeem it. I'll say that I thought that Tony was a bit of a wetter until I saw the recent film. Yeah, they gave Tony more of a backstory about why he was away. Um, Very clever. Very clever. How they actually that he went to prison yeah. and that he had he, he he changed his way. He came back. He didn't want to be part rehabilitated. Of the, he didn't yeah. want to be part of the gang anymore. He just want he, he wanted to find love. I get I get that, but what just Picking from the original, from the original musical. Bama, yeah. yeah, he, um, he, he. I didn't understand why. So suddenly he 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 did he changed his tune. Like Riff was like, "Well, you've always been one of us. Why do you suddenly not want to be one of us?" And and then he, he was kind of like, I, "I love I love you, Maria, but I'm still gonna go and." kill your brother like he, he, he could have he could have turned and w- walked away he could have left what? yeah and, but I, I will say yeah. that because it they explained it so much better in the new film um as to why he had no choice yeah to i mean defend i think himself. i think again to like as you did just to counteract that i think within the new film i think you've got to the whole bernardo dying was because of his best friend dying, which wouldn't have happened if they'd have all listened to him trying to stop the rumble from happening. Mm. Bernardo initiated the whole thing, essentially, from starting... Of course, punch, punch, yeah, punch yeah. him. And, I mean, the fact that he took a beating... In the, in the, new, in the new film, he took a beating from Bernardo without even retaliating. So, yeah. what I'd say is, there's only so, much, so many times you can poke a bear before it actually bites you back, you know, yeah, and, 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 and you've got to see that sort of side to him, because although he's rehabilitated, he's still got that within him. To, he's got that snap, do... hasn't he? He's and this is why snap. he's such an interesting character, and I think without Tony, really, you don't really have that, the story wouldn't progress. You could do it, if, if you wrote it from a different person's perspective, it would, but the whole point is that love story, That's the, it's bringing two different cultures together. Well, that don't agree it's, with it's, the way I like it's, it's a be, weird one because yeah. obviously there's there's been a lot of new productions that have started to yes, come out like yeah. and Juliet and stuff and they they don't seem to mention Romeo and I'm only going to no, say yeah. this is because a lot of people there's a lot of people that probably do agree with me and say that Romeo or Tony 
isn't that important. No. I I actually think with the new film, they made they made him become important. I actually think. I mean, guys, if you haven't seen the new, the recent West Side Story, Steven Spielberg, yeah. with Steven Spielberg, go and see. I actually think they've done a brilliant job. Um, it's it's. I never thought I I went there very very skeptical, thinking they will never top the original film, and I still love the original film. However, there's just little gaps that they filled with the new. Yeah, film. Yeah, I think um, we. I mean, we've we've literally spent hours spent just hours talking, talking about, about West Side Story, yeah. haven't we? And both then, of that, we actually agree it's both of yeah, our favorite favorite. So, shows, like, so. for me, the original will always be there because without the original, uh, it will always be my favorite. Because without the original, you don't get the influence of all these different. The, the, the new things that they've written into the new films or if the production's changed, you wouldn't have any of that without the original film. Yeah, I and, agree. And yes, things were... But, uh, you, you know, you're coming from a time in the in the in when it was written, at the time it was written and put out on the silver screen, you know, yeah. it was never, you know, loop, little plot holes. They're, they're in every old classic film, aren't they? There's of all course. these plot holes. Maybe I do we are, love though, the yeah. new one. There's things that the the old one does better, and there's things that the new one yeah. does better. And and I think between the two, it's just it's perfection, isn't it? It's perfection on a screen, yeah, or yeah. on stage, and, I suppose. And some and some of the actors were lucky to be in both films. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I mean, there is that as well. Um, oh, yeah, so I put I put um, I put Chad from Walsh Cup. Yeah. Only because um, I think he's a great part. And I understand. I completely understand why he exists more so than 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 Romeo. It's just that um, he is a bit one dimensional. You can, but I will actually say, it all depends on the actor, how the actor yeah. portrays. I've I've seen I've seen multiple chads, and I've seen a chad that's done just. He's almost forgettable, but I've seen I've seen versions of Chad that, uh, like you said, have have dynamics, and you get to see when when he starts to question his own kind of like um why am I suddenly getting these like um feelings for this person do what do I um think more than just on the surface level yeah um, do I have these kind of inner feelings and I think the important thing because again Chad was another one that I'd I'd, uh, I'd played and I think when you sometimes you've got to take forget the page forget the words on the page mm You've got to look at the character itself and think like, well, these are his characteristics. What can you do with them? You know, what what do you think happened prior to here at the previous town? Because he's a roustabout. He goes to different towns. Yeah. You know, he stepped into this town there where music and, well, it, the whole thing, it's a bit like Footloose in that respect. It's very, very, very Footloose. You know? It's a very similar um, story to Footloose, yeah. All these taboo things going on that the town don't agree with, um, which most towns would find completely normal and it, yeah the character itself you just got to take it off the page and think what can i do that's going to stand that what's going to bring him off the page and what's going to make him stand out and when i played it you know i added different dynamic yeah. to it you know it's yeah. not just these are the words go out and perform and, and and do what most people have done or some people have done rather than most people yeah um yeah, I, I, it was a very good fun character yeah, to play. It's, it's I think all... I, I do kind of agree to a degree. Yeah, it is, it's kind of two uh, two dimensional. But then you can do things to make these characters more interesting. But that, like you say, is down to the actor. Yeah, of course. I I would say yeah. I'd say the same about um, Luther Billis. Yeah, 
when I played Lee for Billy, so I, I mean, not to blow my own trumpet, but I'm going to blow my own trumpet. Um, <laughs> um, 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 I took my, I took a part that I believed was a little bit too dimensional and gave him depth. But I mean, a lot of people would say it might be because I'm black and it kind of just, uh, with where South Pacific is set, it just added a different layer. Um, like, I mean, I'm all for kind of, you know, um, blind casting. But um, I think with Luther Billis, it was good. It was really good to play that part simply because I felt that I was bringing something different yeah. to South Pacific. Yeah. Um, and South Pacific's probably one of the few kind of older musicals that I don't mind. Um, as as you all know, I'm I'm not not a massive fan of the older musicals. But I will say that South Pacific, I, re- I really enjoyed. I feel like a dame is one of the most fun songs to ever sing as well. <laughs> it is incredible. It, I, it's, I loved we it. We had a I ball it. doing it. We, yeah, I loved yeah. it. And I'd do, I'd do it all over again. I'm uh, going to throw one in there for you. Uh, and this is a very iconic character, so I hope <laughs> your listeners go. don't... Your here listeners go. are going to hate me, but... <laughs> here we go. Yeah. Uh, Danny Zuko. You know what? I'm, I'm, I'm going to agree. I'm very, agree. very, very, very good... Sh- well, not show, film. Like the Grease, film. And, Grease and, and, is a good you film. You know, yeah. crikey, yeah, rest in peace, Olivia Newton-John as well. I know, so recent uh, as well. Yeah, Only 70, day, 73. Yeah. 73. Such a shame. May, may she rest bitch, in man. peace, yeah. Um, yes, uh, I think what a... The part itself, I mean, because it's so iconic, you enjoy doing it. It's a it's a yeah. massive vocal challenge as well because the singing in it is, is it's hard, man. It's really hard. One of the hardest things <laughs> of a show I've ever had, you know. But the character itself is very, as you described it earlier, wet. There's not a lot to Danny. You have to do things as an actor to make him a bit more punchy as a character. You for, have to for the audience yourself, to enjoy yeah, it. Yeah, you have more. to add yourself in, don't you? Really? Because um, regardless of what people say, they're only ever going to compare to John Travolta. That, oh, that's the reality, yeah. you know, because yeah, it's so iconic. You're only ever going to be compared to, well, that's what happened on the screen. So this is what I'm expecting on stage. Yeah. So it's one of those. It's he's a bit wet. You have to do things to him to make him stand out. Yeah, a bit you have more. to give him. Yeah. I'll get no. I, I can, yeah. yeah. I'll, I'll get that. Um. I, and I. I'll agree. Um. I would say that Danny Zuko is a part that um I've I've mentioned before about like you know parts that. Um, it, it was on a previous podcast about um, parts that you don't normally um, go for. Like I've said that I, I've never really gone for Danny Zuko before because it's a part that I'm, I, I don't see myself playing. Yeah. But um, I, will, I will say that that adding on to that, the, the reason that I don't really go for a part like Danny Zuko is because I think I, I'd rather go for a part like Knicky or go for a part that's I feel probably i'd be better suited for that yeah. they'll probably have a bit more depth kinnick is good fun i did, yeah, I did yeah. grease twice and uh I'll, I'll, yeah i'll never do it again here's one for you then yeah. uh, and this is again this is very controversial i just i, just, I want to know what you think because i know you, you like the show and i don't mind it but i'm not as sold on it as a lot of other people are but hey what do i know i'm just one person mm. alexander hamilton What's mm, I mean, I mean the he, whole musical is based on what he's done. So yeah, I mean, and he's a real life person. So I will say yeah. that. I mean, Alexander Hamilton, he he's a character. He's a character based off sort of a real person. Yeah. So they 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 probably knew bits about him, but they probably didn't know. Yeah, I mean, I think my my gripe with it. 
yeah. is that as good as the show was, I think that Lin Manuel Miranda's portrayal of Alexander Hamilton was what you know let what? it down. I think, but I, if I, you ask anyone yeah. that doesn't like Hamilton, they say that he's the reason. I think he's the weak point, and I mean, the man's a musical genius. I mean, in the Heights, fantastic. But did you go and see the London cast? No, no. I think you would have enjoyed it simply because it it had a different person. Yeah, I think the, the staging and everything about it. I just think it works. It's great. I like the fact that it's you've got this, you've got hip hop almost, and, and yeah, that kind yeah, of got style an of, music of, and, of music. Yeah, you've got different versions. The best of character in that for me is King George, and he's like on stage for nine minutes. That's what you call a well written character. But we have previously said, like in terms of like your your character. Um, Kyle in Legally Blonde. Yeah. He's a character that comes on and he gives light light hearted humour. Yeah. He's the written Americans, for that purpose. Yeah. It's a massive twist take on written, King George, isn't it? Really? Yeah, he's written to poke fun at us, the Brit the the British. Um and kind of like the elements and of And that's why I don't that. like it. Don't, don't <laughs> disrespect us British people. We won't take Look, it. at the end of the day <laughs> at the end of the day and I, I know I have American listeners, um America wouldn't be America without us. But we'll end it on that. <laughs> no, I will say though, uh, like the staging and the, the, the some of the songs and everything, I, I really do think it, yeah, it's Hamilton... great. But I'm not as sold on it as a lot of other people will be. And I suppose you know you could say it's about any musical. People have different opinions on it, and you know, good yeah. good on you. Yeah. Um. I mean, um... I just think Hamilton's one of those that it's not. I'm not so heavy on it. I'm not so like. I think that's amazing. Yeah, and I mean, like, I'm, I'm, I'm the same with Blood Brothers. Um, yeah. Like that, I know I've got some really close friends that they would literally die for that show to be in that show to be part of it. It's their favourite musical. It's but incredible I'm not, to do. Yeah, it's incredible. To I'm do. not. I'm not too phased by yeah. Blood Brothers at all. Um, but it's just one of those things. Like I said, each to your own. You like what you like. You, Definitely. You, you, yeah. You Definitely. don't like what you don't like. Um, but I, I will say, it's a tough one because Alexander Hamilton. Um, he, 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 even though he's a real, he was a real person. He was portrayed in an abstract way. He was Alexander yeah. Hamilton didn't rap. He didn't. Do you know what I mean? He didn't like. I wish he would have. have to, could, oh, you, could you imagine? So they've taken the story of Hamilton and you know like um, George Washington and they've completely flipped well, it yeah, on the, its head. The, the, yeah, so because the, 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 yeah, because what they've tried to do as well, they've incorporated completely different stance on things. It's yeah. like obviously the cast is all um, diverse. Yeah, so um, you have to you so have to the, take it you have to take it with a, a pinch of salt. Oh, massively clever! Don't get me wrong. This is what I'm saying. Hamilton, it's successful because of it being completely different to anything that's out there. Yeah, this is why Lin Manuel Miranda is a genius. I just and we think both agree that in... putting him in himself in it, I know that he, obviously it's his brainchild and things, you know. Yeah. So you want to be a part of it, but by him putting himself in the titular role, I think that's what let it down. I think, in my opinion, yeah. When he put himself in in the Heights as a snavvy, mm. it worked because it was because um, the story of in the Heights is his own personal life, pretty yeah, of much. Course, yeah. And he he's he's married to Vanessa, who who was in yeah. the show as well, and. I, I think, and like you've already said, in the in the Heights is probably your favourite of of, of his musicals. work, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, it, it probably is of mine as well. Yeah. It was his first. It was the first musical that I heard at uni that had rapping. 
Yeah. And it was just like, th- oh, yeah, it I was amazing. Yeah, I think he had a better understanding of it because of the culture and everything behind it. Yeah. He had a better understanding of that because, as you say, you know, it's almost like his childhood put, and growing up. He probably up and, put everything yeah, into it in the heights. Yeah, so, like, obviously, doing something that we, we, we touched upon earlier, uh, talking about doing something that's based on real people, it's a bit more out there. Yeah, yeah. So maybe that's why it's a bit hit and miss amongst some folk. Most people absolutely love Hamilton, you know. Yeah. Um, so maybe that's what it is. Yeah, maybe, maybe, know. maybe. But we'll we'll quickly um, uh, move on to a, a fun one that I kind of threw at you. And it was like, if you can invite three characters to like a, a dinner party or a party, yeah. um, who would you invite? Well, now, characters yeah, played? so we had to settle on characters we've played because otherwise it, we yeah. would have been here till midnight trying to discuss characters from different musicals so yeah who have you who have you started so, with i i i've played lucas in bear and i mean we could spend another two hours talking about that we'll do a podcast but, just on bear so just on bear yeah that, that, that'll come up yeah that'll be coming up so lucas um was basically um he was the go-to drug dealer in um in the story of bear and um he he was fun. He was a bit out there, a bit outrageous, and he actually had a bit of a good heart in the end when he realised that what he was doing was, was wrong. And I think he'd be so much fun at a party because in the song Wonderland, he's just like he, he's the soul of the party and he's just raring to go. Um, so him, the second one would be Luther Billis because I think yeah. Luther Billis he is light-hearted. He'd bring the entertainment. He'd put on a you know, a grass wig and, a, and, a, and coconuts and dance, dance around. It'd be a lot of fun. And um, he, he's resourceful, so he'd be able to bring, bring you know, the, the right food, you know. Oh, yeah, because he'd bring, like, nice food from Poland, because it's Polynesia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you'd he'd, get he'd all bring, kinds. He'd bring... You'd probably have boar or something for dinner. Oh, wild boar. Oh, mate. Tasty. And then the third person would be, of course, Collins, um, just because he, he would bring that. He'd be that... That he'd bring the music. He'd urban bring, sass. Nah, nah, urban fire. <laughs> the flames. Fire. Flames, bro. Um, he'd just bring... Yeah, don't do that ever again. <laughs> <laughs> he'd bring the flames. <laughs> <laughs> the flames, bro. I got um, flames. I got flames. He would just be... Um, he'd be fun. And I think he'd be, he'd be a crazy night. But I'd love him. What about yourself? So I've gone for all-out humour. Yeah. Um... I've gone, I've started with Robbie Hart, wedding singer, he sings, Yeah. and he also brings a lot of humour. You know, he knows something for all occasions. Plays instruments. Yeah, yeah plays could... instruments, he's got something for every occasion. You know, that, I just think he just brings Robbie a lot Hart, to the party. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Great. Uh, second, I've gone for uh, Arthur Kipps. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, it's all slap, the, the show itself's all slapstick. I just think he's, a, he's a, generally a really funny person, tongue-in-cheek, cheeky chappy kind of character, and they're the kind of characters that you can have, like, if oh, you're having positive, a, you're having yeah. a dinner party, yeah, they're going to bring jokes, aren't they? They're going to yeah, bring humour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, of course, finally, TJ from Sister Act, because who doesn't want that one yeah. person there to just have you in bits? Yeah, yeah. Christmas just a bit. Drop that Bible, baby. Yeah, that's it. Ow! So that that would be mine. Yeah. I mean, obviously, there's so many more that you could add to the list. Eddie O'Grady, he's just yeah. a bit of a drip in he? but he'd be funny. Bit of a drip, but he'd be good he'd at be parties. Great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So th- th- there's just so many. I mean, obviously, they're just a few characters that we've played. But I yeah, think, could you imagine how good it would be if you had the time to really oh, think about be, that? 
There'll be some great parties. An actual party, not like a dinner party where, like, a party where you're inviting Project X, like, yeah, car in the pool, and and, and you're inviting tons of people. Anyone oh, that'll be insane. Um, I've, I've got, I've got like one final question. If there's time, yeah, of course, throw it in. So, character, I, I've only just thought of this on the spot. I, I wish I'd have thought about it earlier. What character would you love to play that you're not quite of the age to play yet? Or you're t- now too old for? Um, well, of course, there's um, the seaweed. I'm yet to play seaweed in Hairspray. Oh, we've spoke about this in depth, haven't we? Oh, and I mean, uh, unfortunately, I'm now at the age where I, I'm... <sighs> Probably five, six years ago, I would have been like, okay, I'm still too old to play the part. You could have got away with I'd be able to get away ago, with, yeah, the, the playing age. But now that I'm in my third... Um, and, There's only 25. Uh, and um, seaweed is uh, um, in school. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it, 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 it wouldn't work, unfortunately. But that, I mean, seaweed would be a part that I'd love to play. He's just yeah. a great part. Um, it is a great show as well. And, he, yeah, I mean, that would be... I mean, a part that I would abs- a character I would absolutely love to play that I probably will never get the chance to play, even though I was close to, is um, Cece in Dreamgirls. Because, um, as some of you know, I, I, I auditioned for Dreamgirls yeah. um, on, on West End. And um, I got to the final stage, but things didn't work out i didn't get a part yeah. but it was a part that i would absolutely love to play cc in dream girls effie white's brother if you don't know um he's a songwriter he he writes songs for her and the and the dream girls at the beginning and then they fall out when it all falls apart and he comes back to help her in the end and i think it's very close the character's very close to myself and i absolutely would love to play that part yeah what about yourself um so one that i'm just not quite old enough for now, despite having grey hair at 30. <laughs> and uh, yep. I would say, <laughs> I'd say Dan from Next to Normal. Oh, yeah. Now, Next to Normal is just... Yeah, Next to Normal. It's so... I mean, that is a clever show. That's yeah, a really... clever. I mean, you know, you do that and you could raise awareness for mental health and think, yeah, it's just... It's, it's amazing. It's a gorgeous show. I mean, it's tragic. It's everything about it but Dan there's so many layers to that character it's so complex that you just think oh in a few years I know that the rights aren't available but if they do that will be the first port of call I just think wow what a character oh yeah yeah it's um, heartbreaking it's just it's a heartbreaking story yeah um the mu the music's amazing also very funny as well like there's this is why parts. it's clever this yeah. is why it's this it's such a well-rounded show because it covers all bases and it's for me next to normal's almost um a classic now yeah because next to normal's been been around for god early easily noughties. easily 12 13 uh, years yeah now. i think it was something like was it 2006 2007 something yeah, along it's, those it's, lines it's, you know, it, 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 i mean i remember being at, at uni i remember being at uni and any any and it being released and listening to it and thinking, oh my god, this is like this is yeah. the new the new way. Of, yeah, of it's musicals. probably more two thousand and eight, nine, that kind of time in it really. Yeah, but um, yeah, um, but yeah, like what a show. Um, and Bear, there's characters oh. in Bear. Oh mate, we we sing that every time we get together. Every time we have every a few drinks. Um, I mean, we'll probably be singing it later, but um, so, so okay to like finish it off. Then what what list of characters would uh, are on your list now to play? Characters that you think will change. Um, I mean, I'd love to play 
um, Jake in um, Sideshow. Wow. Who, Good Jake, show. Yeah. Good show. Love to play Jake in Sideshow. I mean, it might happen one day, but we'll see. Um, I'd love to play Lola in Kinky Boots. Oh, mate. Um, oh, yeah. So yeah, close, did, did, man. So close, so close. So close. Um, and yeah, well done, Patterson. Um, we'll do it together one day. Yeah, of course, of course. Um, I'd love to, hmm, like I said, CC in um, Dream Girls. Yeah. I'd love to play seaweed in Hairspray. Um, I'd love to. Hmm, I'd love to play. I'd love to play Fiero, to be honest, in Wicked, but that would never happen. Oh, I tell you what, um, if you ever get the chance to see John <laughs> dance around. To- <laughs> it's a wicked it's it is a sight oh i enjoyed it i i love wicked i love wicked um it's just it, yeah I, it's only because i mean it was one of the first professional productions that i ever saw um with vadina menzel and christian chenoworth and i was i remember after defying gravity um i was i was sobbing i was like yeah. i was sobbing not because i was sad but because i was so happy yeah for alphabet and i was so, i was so excited like i was sweating and it was yeah. incredible absolutely yeah, incredible yeah. um who else I, I can't think of, oh i'd love to play um i've already played the part exactly up there is one of my favorite parts but i'd love to play it again and that's the um the tin man in the whiz oh okay the whiz is I mean, if any Amdram Society out there is even thinking of doing the Wiz, please contact me. Contact him uh, through his manager, which is me. Uh. (laughs) (laughs) Honestly, uh, I mean, I'm surprised actually that not not many societies have done the Wiz. Yeah. Because the Wiz is just, it's basically, if you don't know um, what the Wiz is, it's the Wizard of Oz, but Motown version, Motown music. Same story, same characters. Um, slightly different variations on how the stories run, but generally yeah. it's with. It's so the I mean, in the film, boss. it's Michael Jackson. Yeah, in the film, it's Michael it's Jackson, Diana Ross, yeah, Richard, Diana Ross Pryor. Richard Pryor. Um, great cast, great cast. Yeah. Um, go and see if you haven't seen it, and they've got a, the live version as well, where Neo's the Tin Man. Yeah. Um, Elijah um, Kelly, who played he the original played seaweed, is, in the yeah, film, yeah. he played the Scarecrow, um, and. Ooh, and you've got Amber Riley who Amber um, Riley who was in Dreamgirls in Dreamgirls playing yeah. um, the Good Witch. So it's just it's such a great cast. Queen Latifah is the Mate, the Wiz. What a voice! The Wizard. Honestly, if you haven't seen it, go and see it. Um, yeah. What about yourself, Brett? What would you? So uh, obviously we know Tony. That's like the top of the list now. Uh, no pressure next year. Yeah, uh, next year, next yeah. Year. Oh, shit. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I just fall. Uh, yeah, so t- Tony, um, I'd love to do Jekyll and Hyde. Yeah, great show. For, uh, There's like gritty characters I want to play, something that's going to really push me as an actor. So I think Jekyll, is there anything more challenging than Jekyll and Hyde? I mean, not many, no. There's You're playing two that... personalities that in one show. So yeah. I'd love to do that. Uh, Sam Wheat, Ghost. Because I love the technical side of the show, and I just think that would be yeah. amazing. Yeah. Uh, and I'd say, finally, I have to say, Leo Frank Parade. Oh wow! What a show! What a show! What what a a show. Oh my word! So sad. Unreal. So sad that Unreal. story. Is. True story again. So I just I want to play another true story you, life. Yeah. I think yeah. I'm I think you're just drawn to characters that have yeah that are real that are real. Yeah. Maybe maybe that's a thing. Maybe maybe it's your thing. Maybe you channel. <laughs> The uh, the niche. souls of, uh, my niche market. of real people, yeah. <laughs> um, 
but no, I think um, yeah, they're great parts. Um, I, we did we did write write a bit like more um, to to kind of speak about, and there's one that I'll just like um, throw at you, and it's um, singing in character versus singing out of character. We we, we touched briefly yes. on like so we've played different parts, but we've we we agreed that certain parts we've had to change how we sing. Yeah, um, most definitely. And yeah. what would what would be your best example of that? So, um, I mean, when I'm not singing in character, my general thing, uh, I, I think I have a bit of a musical theatre style voice right, anyway. Yeah, yeah almost. Uh, yeah. But I, if I'm singing on karaoke, I'll sing swing, crooning, because I can't sing pop music. My voice just doesn't suit it. I can sing a little bit of rock, not too much, but it's yeah. generally swing because it of how my voice sounds, my tone of my voice. So when um, you, so when you played like um Charlie Price for example. So when I played Charlie change, Price and that's a rock you. belt, yeah, that's completely yes. different style of singing. Yeah. Um it's slightly poppy musical theatre pop with like elements of rock to it. Um so it was a completely different style of singing, so I had to change the way that I would say certain vowels uh when I'm singing, open them up a bit more. Yeah. And I guess um, I guess if a character has a certain accent as well, you change yeah, so, how, you sa- how you sing certain words. Yeah, so I mean that's Northampton. Yeah. I mean you're doing an American musical and you put on an American twang uh, or lilt in your accent when you're singing. Mm. Um, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, it's very different. So that that for me, yeah, pro- pro- I'd probably actually say that probably Charlie Price in terms of the singing style because it's less classic. If I was to do West Side Story, for example, Robbie Hart's the same as well in terms of like a you rock. You had to, rock, uh, when he's, uh, I wanted that, like... Yeah, um, so, uh, yeah, really yeah, somebody tell me, please. Yeah, yeah it's like, really rocky. I, and I was struggling with my voice all week as well. So <laughs> I, I tend to get like, ill show week as, as it happens. Oh, I think most people do. Um, it's, 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 those are the best examples. If I was doing like Tony West Side Story, it'd be more classical, which you heard me sing Something's Coming from, yeah. from West Side Story in the 50s anniversary. I would, I would say that kind of, that, it's clear that that um, form of genre of music suits your voice. Probably better, yeah. yeah I better. mean, uh, how I got through, I mean, Charlie Price, has, I seem to get through that and that seemed to come off quite well, so. At the end of the day, it's all practice, isn't it? And yeah. I, I mean, I've played parts where I've had to change my voice, but yeah, I've really you. enjoyed it. I mean, um, again, with, with, with Collins, Collins was very suited to my voice. It's yeah. kind of how I, I sing. You smash that, um, mate. Thank you. you but did. then, I mean, when I sing karaoke, I sing very Craig David, very... You, Bobby, you did Bobby. I did Bobby Brown. Bobby Brown last night. <laughs> um, yeah. I sing. I sing very poppy. Um, and I think I was re- like growing up. I listened to a lot of um soul and R and B, and boys to men, etc. So it was kind of like that. That is that is the way that I prefer to sing. But then there's been times where I've had to kind of put on that that musical theatre twang yeah. for a show. Um, and it's slightly out of my comfort zone. I do it, um, and I, I guess because you have to, but it's um, it's not my my go to. Yeah, yeah. Style. Yeah. Um, but everybody yeah. has those, though. I think everybody. I mean, like you can chuck any like person in in into that scenario and go, what would you sing like if you were not doing a stage show or if you were not a character? Yeah. You have to sing as themselves, and it's it's very different. Like. But then when you're in character, you, it's a completely different genre of music. Yeah. Because, I mean, even though it's musical theatre, you've got rock, opera, 
class, uh, more of a classic musical theatre, yeah. like old time yeah. classic musical theatre. You've got different genres of music with so di- different voices, and so there's so many different. It. There's there's so many amazing voices out there, just between the people that we know, oh, um, in, in in amateur dramatics and in professional. Well, blessed, dramatics. really blessed to have we've, so we've many got, like musical we're lo- talented yeah, friends. Yeah, we're, we, you know, we're lucky that we have friends that are, that are working professionally now. Um, and and you, you can see the different levels of, of, of voices that everyone has, and it's incredible that that we we know these people and we can celebrate these people as well. Oh yeah. yeah. Um. So j- just to kind of wrap things up, I just yeah. thought like I'd I'd ask you what if you if you have a general kind of um, motto that you like to apply to yourself when you do shows. Do you have some kind of like because I. As as you know, I always end the show with a, a motto. But what what if you was to kind of give someone kind of positive advice? What what would you what would you say? Kind of like yeah. Forwards? Okay, so uh, in terms of character, go your own route. You will find your own route once you've read it. Well, you know yeah. you uh, read, so read this read the read script. that script yeah. to the point, and and like even research. Like I will watch different versions of the same show. Yeah. See how everybody diversifies their own. Well, oh, how okay. it's, how yeah. it becomes how are they different good... to any other p- person playing that role? And and you do tend to find your own way because you be the more you read it, the more you become connected to the character, and you think, well, actually, this is the route. So what I'd say is, in terms of character, go your own way. Don't carbon copy something. Oh, brilliant! Definitely, yeah. I'd say just, re- you'll find your route. Just go your own way. That's good. That's really good advice, and and. And if if you if you guys have any kind of ideas and look, please just email me at theatreworldnews@hotmail.com. Just don't um, don't hesitate to kind of give fresh ideas of what we can speak about as well on the podcast. It'd be great to hear from you. And um, yeah, like as as you know, just please just follow me on the page, Facebook page, the Instagram, the Secret Commune. I've got the Patreon as well that you can join if you if you really want to get involved. Got merch on there that you can buy. And yeah, please just um, do not hesitate to contact me and I think I'll end it there and just say uh, yeah, thanks thanks for coming, Brett. It's been a, yeah, I love it's, it. been a good, it's been a good chat. I'll be back. Let's be honest, he, he, he will be back. Yeah, he will, I will, he will be back. definitely be back. <laughs> and um, yeah, th- thank you. Brilliant. Cheers, mate.